from the Comedy Zone in Charlotte, North Carolina. This is the Comedy Zone Podcast. Find us on Twitter at the CZ Podcast and email us at ComedyZonePodcast at gmail.com. Now, your hosts, Will Jacobs and Sammy Joe Francis. What's up, listeners? I know you have not heard this voice in a long time unless you've been listening to older episodes. It's been a, it's been a while. I'm here. Will, your friendly host, for those that don't know me, I'm Will Jacobs. I'm your, the host. Your new old host. I'm my new old host. And, and Sammy's not in the fold today. She's not, in the, she's not with us today. Where's Sammy? Uh, Sammy had an appointment that she could not move, so she ended up... Um, just the way that you know normally we record either on Thursday or Friday, and so it's kind of up in the air. And we were gonna, it's anyway. She, she could move. So the week after Thanksgiving, we should have the whole. Unless you're out of town. No, I'll be. I think I will be. What's the week after Thanksgiving? Uh, the first week in December, right? You're, yeah, the first yeah, weekend in December. Yeah. I'm performing in Greensboro, but I can okay. be here. Yeah. That's close enough to where I'll still be. Here. Yeah. All right. So yeah, it's been a couple weeks. Six? It's been how many weeks has it been? Since I think been? it's been maybe six. No, because you were in the Bahamas, right, for like a week and a half. That I was I anywhere before the week before the week before that? I think I was gone too because yeah. I had Fredericksburg. Right, so I was gone that week. Uh-huh. I was gone the two weeks in the Bahamas. Yep. I was gone last week. Uh, yeah, and there's another week in there that you were gone. Damn, somewhere. So it's been like six weeks. Woo! Yeah. Oh, so okay. So there's so much, <laughs> so much that happened to me. I got new editions of Crazy White People. <laughs> so many, so many wonderful stories. Um, for those that don't know, Crazy White People is a segment I do from time to time because when you black and you perform, especially in the South, but really all over the country, sometimes you hear crazy things from white people. You do. You hear crazy things from other people too, but the frequency is uh, <laughs> a little more <laughs> from, from white folks. It's just what it is. Um, so what first? Bahamas. Yeah, let's start there. Performed for two weeks at the Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas. The pictures look nice. The pictures, yeah, and they were real pictures. I didn't Google image those. <laughs> that was real stuff that was happening. Okay, beautiful scenery. Where do we start? Okay, so I I made a mistake before I even got started because normally when I travel, I'll bring like a hoodie or I'll bring some kind of jacket because airports can be cold. But in a bit, it had been a little while since I had been in an airport, so I forgot how cold it gets. Oh. So I didn't bring one because I'm like, I'm going to the Bahamas. No, I got my I shorts. A, I got yeah. my tees. I'm good. Man, I got in the airport in Miami. Seven-hour layover. You're there overnight. Ooh. I got there at about midnight. I needed to be on my plane about 7.30. Freezing. Nipples on ice. Brought a T-shirt. Wearing a T-shirt cargo shorts and that's it and i didn't bring a hoodie and i didn't bring a jacket could you was there a store open that you could have bought a 90 dollar nah, hoodie because i didn't get there until yeah. midnight yeah so, everything, so was the, everything was closed it was just big gray gates down over everything dude i've never been so cold in my life <laughs> and i had to sit there and try to sleep or try to do something for seven hours in this cold ass airport. And now they do the seats to where you can't even really lay down. Yeah. No, like they see. used to have it where it was long enough for you to kind of. Now they got these metal arm bars. I guess they got tired of people relaxing. 
probably, yeah, there you should not be able to relax in an airport. I think that's the idea. I think that's what they're going for. There will be no relaxing. They don't want you comfortable. No. So they had the little armrest, so I couldn't even really sleep like that. So I'm sitting there, my nipples are frozen. I'm cold. I'm miserable, and there's nobody to talk to because it's one in the morning. Yeah, and there's nobody to make fun of your nipples either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I really, yeah, yeah, I understand what you would, see. Yeah, yeah, because Brian, you know, Brian will bring the hard nipples out, but you do it in like warm temperatures. That's it's, it. Was that particular shirt that, is a nipple shirt? Was the shirt cold? Yeah. No, it's just it's a it's that material where it doesn't you know you it just it shows you what you got. That's all. Well, this well this this climate <laughs> this temperature in the airport did it for me. So I was already freezing, but anyway, I finally got to the Bahamas. It was cool. I got to the airport, then I got to the hotel, then I was in the lobby for two hours. In the lobby of the hotel for In two the hours. lobby of the hotel. Wait, apparently, whoever the manager was at the club oh, no. didn't let them know that I was there or that I my room needed to be ready. There was some breakdown in communication where I ended up sitting in the lobby with people coming out every 10 minutes going, you okay? We're getting on it. We're working on it. <laughs> two hours. Uh. Two hours. Finally get to my room. Beautiful room, beautiful room. I, I had a view of the the beach, ocean, all that stuff. Now you now to be clear, when you get booked at a place like this, yeah, stuff's covered, right? I mean, you're you're working there, yeah. So your room is covered. Room's covered. Your meals covered? Not, not meals. Covered. Meals you get a discount. Okay. At this the, this run I just did, you got you got like some percentage discount. Yeah. But the meals like are so expensive that the discount just means they cost a little more than regular price. Yeah. Yeah. So what I did was there was a grocery store like over the bridge, like five miles away or something. And I would walk over the bridge to get to the grocery store. And then it was a workout for me because I would carry the groceries all the way back over the bridge. I'll post a picture up on the thing to show how far this bridge was. Yeah. But it was crazy. So I would do that. And the bridge was so long that, I mean, you're just walking on this bridge for like ever. Over, I mean, and if you're afraid of heights and stuff, like it completely messes you up. But I was on that bridge so long, like there were points where I just started singing like uh, civil rights songs because <laughs> it felt like so. You were on a little march. I was on a march. I was a, <laughs> nobody joined me, but I was by myself uh, singing "We Shall Overcome" halfway over the bridge because I'm like I got to do something, so I started singing. But that was cool. Uh, the, the grocery store was cool because I was able to get a bunch of little stuff to put in the fridge to eat in the room because I didn't want to be spending money every day like that. So, yeah, you can't do that. Yeah, yeah, so I got like a whole chicken and I got bologna and I got a bunch of little peanut butter and jelly and yeah. cereal. And I was eating it every day. I was good. Yeah. So then about, I was there for two weeks, about 10 days in, these these women come to one mm-hmm. of the You're shows. You're by yourself, by the way. Me and yeah. the headliner. Yeah, I mean, but not your wife wasn't there. No, no, she didn't come because, yeah, yeah, for a reason I, dang, I didn't even announce that. But, yeah, so she didn't, she wasn't able to come. Um, But I've been there a few days, and then finally, like, midway through the second week, these, a group of women come to one of the shows. And I didn't, you know, I, I was finishing my shows and going back up to the room. Well, the headliner, I guess, hung out with them. And one of the women had, like, an all inclusive card or something where it was on her company and she wasn't paying for a thing. So for the next like three nights, <laughs> she was like, I guess part of it is they they thought like they enjoyed hanging out with the comedians, I yeah, guess. Like yeah. some people think that's a thing. Yeah, because who doesn't like to hang out with comedians? <laughs> I mean, we, just, 
<laughs> Except comedians. <laughs> right. No, no, comedians like hanging out with comedians too. But so they were like, it was like a thing for them. They thought it was cool to be hanging out with the, the comics and fun. And we did. We had fun and, and all that stuff. But her card, like, you guys want to drink? You want something to eat? You want to drink? You want something to eat? You want to yes, drink? I do. Like the whole time. Wow. And I'm really kind of sketchy. Yeah. I get like I, I'm not comfortable with people buying me things, uh-huh. and you got to be careful too, with stuff because who knows wh- who she is and what, yeah. right, or what she expects. Yeah, you know, because at one point she said, "Okay, tongue or dick," <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Whoa, you said it was covered. It was all, <laughs> you said it was all inclusive." <laughs> she, she said, "No, no, no," and I said, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> I think she was drunk though. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she said so <laughs> we were we were hanging out all this stuff but then something started happening over the over the couple of days because we all decided to go to the uh water park that they have there and they got the most amazing water slides if you if you get a chance to travel go to the bahamas and go to the atlantis resort water park they got they literally had one slide that's like super high in the air you slide down and you slide into and an aquarium where it's like you're in a tube, but around you there's sharks and fish yeah. and like you can see all of it from the top when you're going through. It's so exhilarating. You don't catch any of it, but still like sharks, fish floating around you and stuff as you slide through the tube. So we had a whole lot of fun. Right. But as we were walking to the water park, the one girl that the all inclusive girl, she goes, uh, OK, everybody, we're hitting. The, we're going to hit the water. We got a great day. We're going to have so much fun. And uh, Will, you can swim. Right? Because apparently to her, black people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So she's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, that's that's strike one. That's, that's one. That, that's what. <laughs> see? That's yeah. one. Right? Okay. I stood there looking. That's like baseball. That, okay, that one went by. Okay. We're going to let that go. And then you 0 and 1. Yeah. All right? The yeah. count is 0 and 1. Yeah. So we continuing on. We get on these uh, inner tubes that were going down like this river kind of set up that went all around the park just kind of like, yeah like a lazy river like a, exactly yeah, yeah, my bad yeah. that's the term lazy river so we on the lazy river no and the one girl goes oh this is so amazing she's like oh just oh i just feel like i'm on drugs i don't know what they they were just drunk and saying things and she was like oh my god somebody tie me off and put one in my veins just saying silly shit i know i i don't I'm probably misquoting how she got to that. Yeah. But anyway, that's where she got to. That's, that's and word. another woman over next to me goes, oh, I bet Will knows where the right vein is. Because black people do drugs. Well, yeah. That's, yeah. What? Wow. First of all, statistically, <laughs> white people do wanna, drugs. Okay? Statistics. <laughs> white people do both drugs. Uh, but that was strike two. Mm-hmm. And I said, uh, I said, oh, she said that, and I said, well, that's pretty wrong in a lot of different ways. Yeah. And then she did this thing that I hate, where people apologize. Oh, my God, I was just trying to be funny. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I'm such an idiot. I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. It's like, look, now you're making it worse. Yeah. Like, you said something that was stupid and not funny, and just keep floating down the fucking river. Yeah, just, just keep floating. Stop. All you had, Your only job was to float. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, your job was float and smile, yeah. and you couldn't get that right. You had to inject bullshit into floating and smiling. How can't you float and smile right? Right? So we finish up with the river. Then later on, we, me and the first girl that said the thing about black people swimming, right? We're walking through the hotel and a group of black dudes is like walking up, uh, walking up behind us headed somewhere, right? 
So she sees them and goes, oh, we better get out of their way. Huh? What are they, fucking cannibals? Why? Why do we need to hurry up and get out of their way? What What are they going to do? Yeah. Rape us in the middle of the... <laughs> are they going to grab us by the pussy? Yeah, well. What are they going to do? Why? 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 Are you like, oh, we got to hurt. Where so, were these, these people from? One, oh, I'll get to that. Okay. So, so okay, I saw that. And I said, what, what, what are you expecting them to do? Why do we need to hurt and move out of the way? Yeah. So she's like, oh, no, I'm just joking. Okay, now we didn't hit strike three. Now that's a problem. Now it's a problem. So we go to the bar, and I'm in my head, I'm like, okay, at some point I'm going to say something now because this is ridiculous, right? So we sitting out, we all sitting at the bar. And then one of the other comedians, the dude that was emceeing, everybody was putting in orders. And I go, I'll have the chicken fingers. And he goes, really, Will? Chicken? Oh, my God. You're going to get watermelon next? Okay. So now. Yeah, that's that's enough. Right. So at this point, I said, time out. Blew the whistle. Time out. Let's take everybody and gather everybody around. That's within listening range. Let me tell all of y'all something right now. The color of my skin is not your punchline. Okay. My, it's not. I don't give a shit how you. Oh, you're a comedian, and we should be able. No, no, I'm a comedian from nine thirty to yeah, eleven o'clock. Yeah. Those are the hours. The rest of the time, it ain't jokey joke. Let me see what I can come with. Time. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not that guy that you can sit and mm-hmm. do that around. I said I have. We've been here for, together for three or four days. I haven't made fun of anyone's gender, anyone's disability, anyone's weight anyone's anything you should have said and i could have and i oh <laughs> trust me sir trust me the fields were ripe <laughs> yes. all right especially after i saw them in their swimsuits oh the fields uh, were ripe yeah. for all my good obesity <laughs> stuff all right i didn't do it okay and that obesity was a choice all right <laughs> that was a choice Okay, you you talk about stuff that that, that people are born with, right, right? Exactly. Yeah. Like it's an affliction. Yeah. My skin color is not an affliction. Like it's like I'm happy to be black, perfectly happy, good to go. <laughs> yeah, and you fun. you know, so I said nobody did that. And then she goes, "Oh well, don't you think you're being a little sensitive?" No. I said, "No." Nah, first of all, I said, "You you don't get to judge my level of offense." Yeah. Your job is to stop doing the shit. That's your job. My job is to let you know what offends me. Your job's to stop doing it. Yeah. That's it. In terms of evaluating where on the offense scale you think, because you're not in my position. No one's been making fun of your weight. Right. No one's been making fun of your gender. This has been four straight days of this bullshit. Yeah. I let a couple slide, and I gave you the look before I spanked your hand. Mm-hmm. Now I got to spank your hand. So I said, this is a free country. Well, We have the First Amendment. (laughs) Let me rephrase that. We have the First Amendment, which means y'all can say what y'all want to say. Right. But that also means I can be around who I want to be around. And if y'all are going to continue to traffic in that kind of idiocy, then I'm going to go. Then I'm out. Yeah, 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 I'm out. Like, we don't even have to do this anymore. Oh, and she goes, and then then, here's the kicker. The one girl goes, oh, I'm not even like that. Like, I I love blacks. I love blacks. (laughs) She loves the blacks. She loves the blacks. (laughs) What? (laughs) And then I said, I said, listen, I said, tell me, I said, tell me where you're from again. And she says, oh, I live in Montana. 
And I said, so you went to the state that had no black people. <laughs> Zero. Okay? Zero. I've read books. Right. I've never met a black person from Montana. Ever. Mm-hmm. And apparently she didn't know many either because she was like, yeah, there are no, a lot of black people. Right? I said, yeah. So, and she was like, but I was born in Rochester, New York, and there were plenty of black people, and it was all good. And I was like, first of all, Rochester, New York ain't got no whole ton of black people. <laughs> Second of all, that was where you were born. You didn't have a choice in the matter. Right. But the place you chose to locate yourself was the place with no black people. So, it, which which explains a lot of why your your jokes and everything else sound as, are as stupid right. and as insensitive as they are. I said, this is not a personal attack on you. I don't know you to call you a racist or a bigot or any of that. I'm here to attack what you said. Yeah. And that's what we need to deal with because guess what? If it were about homosexuals, if it were about people with mental um, handicaps, anything, I'd be standing on yeah. the front line of that stuff. Yeah. I yeah. think too often we sit back and allow that in our immediate environment and be like, look, we need to cool that out. So I'm addressing that. And I said, going forward, you'll be in a much better position because you'll never be able to tell people that nobody said anything to you. Oh, I didn't know. You can't say you didn't know. Yeah. Because I just told you at this point. I'm telling you right now, we're not going to do that. It's insensitive. I'm a human being. I I said, I'm already doing something none of y'all would do. I'm hanging out with a group of people of the opposite or uh, of a different race. I said, how many of y'all been around just groups of black people hanging out for four days? It ain't happened. Okay, so I'm already doing something you couldn't do. Then you want me to internalize all these little slights y'all are throwing at me. No, we're not going to do that bullshit because it's ignorant, it's stupid, and I don't have to sit here and deal with that. So I I made it clear, and then people like trying to change the subject. Oh, Will, you're going to eat your pizza? No, fuck the pizza. Here's what we're talking about right now. (laughs) And And I got all that out. And actually, man... A couple of the people, especially the comedian that said the watermelon thing, he said, you know what, dude? Like, I'm glad you did that. And he was like, before that conversation, I didn't realize how offensive something like that could be. And you make a good point. And the other girl even said, she said, you make a good point. No one else has been dealing with that. Right. She's like, you're the only person whose characteristics have been made fun right. of. Right. And and that wasn't cool. And you're right. Yeah. So I think we reached a level of understanding that that may be something she says. And then she heads off to her three o'clock cross burning. I don't know. OK, I, I don't care about that. I, I've, I've gotten past the point of trying to know what people are. Right. right? That That's right. your whatever. But when you're around me, this is how it's going to go. Yeah. And and it was I I think some people may have come along. I don't know. But I, I just there was a point where you just have to shut everything down. Yeah. and Go. We're not going to yeah. do this. Yeah. You can't. It's not acceptable in any. No. In any, that's not yeah. right. Like that's uh, not that that's not acceptable on any level. And then just the the comfort with which they did it. Like, oh, here's a the, singer. The, the ease at which, yeah. Oh, it was just like, oh, you don't know any black people. Yeah. Or if you do know any, you know the ones that sit at work with you and put up with it because they don't want to make any waves. Right. You know those black people. Yeah. But see, I'm a wave maker. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm a wave maker pretty much everywhere I am. So yeah. I'm gonna tell you what yeah. other people are not telling you. Yeah. So, yeah. And then after that, it was it was like, yo, like and I was even handed about it. Like I said, it'd be anything uh, mental, uh, gender. I don't put yeah, up with any does, of that shit. Yeah, it's not it doesn't have to get personal like that. It no, for, can, wh- for yeah. what? Like yeah. for what? And what about black skin? Like, oh, oh, you're black, so you can't swim. You do drugs. What? What? Yeah. And then the guy after it was funny. After all of it, he goes, well, just a random question. Do you even like watermelon? I was like, I love watermelon. <laughs> I love, that's my favorite fruit. Yeah, like that is legitimately yeah. like there's no fruit better than watermelon. Yeah, but but, but lots of people like like watermelon. lots of people <laughs> like has nothing to do with I, my skin color. I like watermelon. Yeah. That's like walking up and going, yeah, you. Uh, I could tell you like to take showers. 
exactly. I thought we yeah. all did that, right? I, I thought we all did that. Like, if you don't like Dave Chappelle said, watermelon's delicious. If yeah. you don't like watermelon, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with me. Right. You're un-American, not you're, me. You like that oxygen, don't you? you? Like, yeah. Uh, you you like people love breathing. breathing. in that oxygen. <laughs> Y'all love breathing. Yeah, get yourself some oxygen. You do it all the time. <laughs> Every time I'm around a black person, they <laughs> all the fucking time. <laughs> you just love breathing. <laughs> Look at him over there breathing. <laughs> I told you they. I told you they like a whole that. bunch of them. A whole bunch of them. You tried find one. I bet you he breathes. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so yeah, man. Like I think I I think those conversations are important, and people yeah. should stop being so. If something makes you cringe a little bit, say something. Like you don't have to put up with that. Anybody no. listening to this, like, no matter what the thing is, that 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 kind of rhetoric, yo. If you're not down with that, mm-hmm. tell people, yo, yeah. that's not cool. Yeah, and you can. I mean, there's three ways to deal with it. You can you can just not deal with it and just let it continue to happen, mm-hmm. or you can deal with it the way that you did and take it on head on. Yeah. Or you can just remove yourself from that situation. Or you can remove yourself. Yeah. And see, the thing I didn't want to do, and I told them, this is... Right, you want to just bail on them. Yeah, because I, th- I said, what I could do is just leave and make up a thing and go, oh, guys, I got to get home. I'll call my wife and then talk yeah. shit about y'all yeah. everywhere I go. Yeah, and carry that anger around with Carry you. that anger around and tell people how awful y'all were. Yeah. As opposed to that, let's talk about it now and then we can we can engage and interact on a level that's not superficial. You know, where we've put things out on the yeah. table and we're still here learning, growing together and enjoying each other's company yeah. in a real way, yeah. as opposed to I'll grin and bear this. No, like I'm not going to have that kind of time. I didn't come to the fucking Bahamas mm-hmm. to take on a third shift. Right. Like I'm right. not it's not going to be work to hang out. Right. You know. Right. And, you know, so so it all ended up it all ended up cool. They said they said they were going to stay in touch and try to hook up some shows in some of the states they're from. So we're going to do we're going to do some stuff. But that cool. we had to get that out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that yeah. was good. You did the right thing. I feel like I did. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you say I did, I know I did. <laughs> you like the angel. Of... <laughs> oh, so Captain Privilege now is suddenly, <laughs> suddenly the the voice of reason. I see. Okay. You wear many capes, my friend. Many capes. So you want to take a break or you want to keep going? Why don't we, uh, let's take a break. Okay. Uh, Lots more to talk about. Lots more. Tons more to talk about. Obviously, we have not dealt with the elephant in the room, the big yes. orange elephant in the room. Yes. We haven't dealt with that yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff yeah. that uh, we still need to talk about. Al Madrigal yes. is our guest. We got an interview coming up. Yeah. Very good stuff. See you in a minute. Great shows coming up at the Comedy Zone through the rest of 2016. You're not going to want to miss them. Al Madrigal, you're about to hear from him on this very podcast. Al Madrigal, Friday night, Saturday night, one show Sunday night, two shows Friday and Saturday. Uh, That would be the 18th, 19th, and 20th of November 2016. Don't miss those shows. The Saturday after Thanksgiving, Nick Cannon in town. Yes, that Nick Cannon performing one night only at the Comedy Zone here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Moving into December, that first weekend of December, Jamie Kennedy 
will be in town the first, second, and third. You don't want to miss him. Josh Gondelman, uh, he is uh, one of the writers for Last Week Tonight with John Oliver on HBO. You're not going to want to miss that show. That would be December 4th, Sunday, uh, December 4th. Julie Scoggins back in town, back in Charlotte, back at her home club on Wednesday, December 7th. The 8th, 9th, and 10th of December, Josh Blue returns to the Comedy Zone. You're not going to want to miss him. Two nights only, the Tuesday and uh, Wednesday, December 13th and 14th, Sid Davis back home, back at his home club. And uh, Joe Maki the week before Christmas, 15th, 16th, and uh, uh, and 17th as well. And don't forget, New Year's Eve weekend, a special New Year's Eve show with Jeff Dye. That's Friday, Saturday, uh, excuse me, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the 29th, 30th, and 31st of uh, December. For tickets, of course, you can always call the box office, uh, which can be reached <laughs> at 980-321-4702. Check out the, uh, the Comedy Zone website at cltcomedyzone.com. Follow the Comedy Zone on all the social media outlets at Comedy Zone CLT on Twitter and Instagram. Look for the Comedy Zone on Facebook. Great shows to round out 2016. Get it before the apocalypse. Back on the Comedy Zone podcast, Al Madrigal is here. Al, hey. how are you? How are you? There you are. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> okay. Just monkeying around with the levels because they got new carpet in yes. the uh, studio here. Brand and shiny this is new actually, carpet. Actually, you know, I'm not familiar with the this club, but this is the first time I'm here. Okay. And uh, it's one. It's underground, which is great. That's what I like in a comedy club. There's DC Improv, Comedy Works right. in Denver, the Old Cobbs Comedy Club. And people don't know, it's like acoustically, these low ceilings and sort of packing people into a room like this is yeah. just great for stand-up. Yeah. You're going to like this room, I think. Um, you're going to find that the sound, I mean, the sound really, I mean, they'll get almost 400 people into this room. So wow. it really, um, like, you know, like you said, the low ceiling, the fact that it is underground, it's a mm-hmm. it's a really, really good room for comedy. Awesome. Um, and you want to kind of have that kind of dungy sort of underground feel in a comedy club. Yeah. You want to feel like, like you know, when you're walking in, you want to have a little bit of like, am I safe here? Mm-hmm. Is this? And is I, everything uh, be okay? waitresses that have been there way too long, <laughs> just walking around surly. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. All the door guys are desperate for two minutes of stage time. Yeah, yeah. I like seeing those door guys do stand up. <laughs> That's the funniest thing. One of my favorite moments was when I was working at the Ontario Improv. I was featuring for comic who since passed away, Freddie Soto, uh-huh. uh, who's a very funny comedian. And you can look him up. And uh, this door guy came up and said, can I do a guest spot? Well, prior to that, it's Friday Night Late Show. And we're thinking, this is maybe the ugliest audience yeah. I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, these are the meanest looking people. And I looked at Freddie and I go, I'd fight this audience against <laughs> any other audience I've ever performed in front of. And we'd win. Like, the women had neck tattoos. And it's just, it was a, a brutal looking group. And this kid ate it in such a horrible way. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, I like seeing door guys. Uh, yeah. 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 We do a show. I, I co-produce a show here called um, Funny on the Fly where we give the comics a list of topics and they've got 30 minutes. It's like a set list. I'm kind yeah, of, except they've list. got 30 minutes to put their, their uh, um, um, set together. And um, we were, and we had taken the show down to um, Greenville, uh, South Carolina. And this, uh, this young man came up. I think he thought it was a normal open mic night. 
and said, I'm, you know, I'm new to comedy. I'm, you know, I'm new to town. Can I go up? And I looked at my co-producer and I was like, we had a spot. So we thought, you know, do you understand what the show is? And so we explained to him. He said, yeah, sure. I, 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 you know, that's, yeah, we'll do that. It was the longest six minutes I've ever seen anybody do. But to the kid's credit, he, he plowed through the set. He, you know, he did his bit. He got I, no laughs. zero laughs in the entire six minutes. But, but I gave him credit. I mean, he, he you know, he plowed through it. And that's it. And that, that's the, also the thing. It's like with me and guest sets. And I was like, comics are going to hear this if it plays and start lining up for yeah. guest sets. But I don't mind giving a guest set away. It's like as long as it's not a late show because I yeah. just want to get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> but I... Um, I don't. I w- you need those opportunities yeah. as a comic to go up and figure stuff out, and so you need to go up in front of a crowd on Friday yeah. or Saturday night. It's tough if you're only going up on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, you have to struggle sometimes, don't you? Yeah, isn't that the? No, that's. It, I think everybody needs to struggle. Yeah. And to, to also too much too soon, then you really don't know how good you are. You don't know to, to appreciate it. You don't know to be polite. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, you need to pay your dues. Yeah, I I um, I call that the Billy Squire syndrome. Remember that th- that album, that Billy Squire uh, uh, "Don't Say No" I guess album so. had the yeah. stroke. It had it, it hits just, right out of the it, gate. hits just hit after hit after hit on that album. Never ever matched it. Oh it, wow! And, and so that yeah, that, it's uh, you can't have too much too soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then also fame is fleeting. You know, you don't want to attach too much to that, and yeah. you just want to be sort of. I got advice early on: is just sort of be nice to everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's now you've done a lot for comics as far as uh, I mean, as far as getting. Uh, uh, I'm encouraging comics to kind of take control of their own of their own. Careers. Yeah, I think everybody should own their own content. Yeah, but it, it, so you launched the All Things Comedy Network. Yep. with uh, Bill Burr, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And it was started in 2013, mm-hmm. and then we uh, started with 10 podcasts. We now have 65 podcasts. We um, are starting our own studio. We're trying to get funding right now. We partnered with a company called Soapbox Films that really hasn't been announced. Uh, we're um, going to be yeah starting to go after yeah. branded content integrated marketing making our own videos eventually making our own tv shows and then having comics own as much as yeah. they possibly can we have a record company our record deal is 90 percent of the money goes to the comedian that's unheard of yeah 10 yeah, percent yeah. just goes to cover our accounting costs yeah that's yeah. it that's amazing so they get to maintain ownership of that because I think with all the comedians signing up and we have Tom Segura, Bert Kreischer, Eddie Pepitone, Tom Papa, Harlan Williams, Ari Shafir, like yeah, there's this huge list of comics, Jen Kirkman, um, you know, Christina Pazitsky, and you go down this list of uh, we have all these comics, but they know that Bill is fine. Bill doesn't need a yeah. dime, and, and I'm not looking to make money off of it either. So what is the company set up to do is just be... Uh, distribution platform yeah. for comedians but we want to basically have all those companies set up and eventually we want to do our specials and give everybody the most fair deal possible yeah so that's what really what we're trying to do but if you go to allthingscomedy.com and you sort of look at our message i think bill still has up we have a, we're working on a new website right now but in the old version of this website if you go to us and about us there is this message from bill who's like he doesn't want there to be a behind the music situation <laughs> with uh, stand up comics because right. when business people see an opportunity to jump in and t- you know 
take a cut of something yeah. that is successful, but it's unnecessary for them to take a cut when we can. They always had distribution over our heads. Right, right. But now they don't right. have distribution over our heads anymore. Right. So now we can really, if we can start distributing our own content, what do you need anybody else for? Yeah. So. Because it used to cost, you know, you'd have to print 500,000 CDs or whatever. But yeah, you needed a you network. To yeah. to, you needed the guy to put them in the stores and stuff like that. But now yeah. that they don't go in the stores anymore. Yeah. We had Paul Verzi, who's, you know, uh, Bill's opener for a very funny comic. And, you know, he had a number one album yeah. off on iTunes from, yeah. you know, Canada. And yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's interesting to me with, uh, you know, if you look at what, what you know podcasting has done for comedy and what now what you know what you guys are doing how kind of the individuals are figuring out the internet much faster than the corporations are yeah it's um it's porn it all goes back <laughs> to porn exactly um, right yeah it's uh it's, uh, porn people figure yeah. it out and then everybody follows yeah. in suit it's the whole reason we can watch movies at home now. That's right. Was because of the porn industry porn. in the in the seventies. Thank you, porn. Thank you, porn, for everything. <laughs> so you're 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 uh, you've been around a while, a long time. I yeah, mean, you, you, I mean, you're eighteen of yeah. doing stand up. I think yeah. Started in San Francisco, moved to LA in two thousand three. Daily Show in two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 um. It, what did the Daily Show do for you as far as, I mean, I have a pretty good idea what the Daily Show did for you, but you know, what did the Daily Show do for you as far as not only your your exposure, but your view of of your own comedy? Did it kind of change the way you're no, looking at comedy? No, you know, for me, actually, it didn't change anything. I've always been sort of a storyteller, um, you know, it, with a couple bits that I'm doing, I have this big cilantro bit that i do that hopefully you'll are you gonna stick around for shows um i'm gonna be here on saturday night yeah oh great yeah Yeah, so you'll see that and then you'll see how it's a little bit different but i've always liked you know in terms of the comics that i've loved it's like you know greg giraldo patrice and it's like i love uh i don't know just comics up there really being themselves and then also there being some substance to it as well and that's Mm -hmm. what i learned on the daily show is that there needs to be like some heart to it it needs to be smart and it also can be silly at the same time yeah so i'm trying to do all three things in all of these bits and i'm practicing for this hour special right now so if you see this set this is sort of a this is the hour and I'm trying to just, you know, take a couple of weeks yeah. to really tie everything together and see what happens. I mean, with Trump being actually elected, that um, twists things around a little bit. But yeah. I think it yeah. actually gives some of these jokes more staying power. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, do you... Well, it, it, I definitely want to talk about your special because you're recording it in a cemetery, which I find fascinating. Yeah, I mean, I know they do a a bunch of stuff at that particular cemetery, but I do yeah. want to. I'm kind of curious how you pick that venue, but with, with the Trump issue and then recording an hour long special, like you look at what like you know Lewis Black is doing, and I guess you know depending on what happens with the Trump presidency and things like that, will that Will the thing that he does, or will that sort of timely comedy, will it hold up over, you know, a few years from now? Will people still look at back and find it funny? Or, you know, assuming we have electricity you know, in a few years. I have, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and everybody's in their basements huddled together and listening to That's it. Right. Will it hold up? I um, have a I have a pretty decent comedy 
album collection yeah. and yeah. uh not a lot of it holds up yeah <laughs> so yeah yeah I, <laughs> see. Uh, I don't know i just want people to watch it when it comes out yeah and again it's everything that i find funny now and i'm just not worried about the longevity of yeah it, you know, yeah and staying power i'm gonna put out these three or four albums that i've got in me and yeah. uh probably right off into the sunset i, I, I think <laughs> this might be I'm just like I like putting audio out there. Mm -hmm. I'm just not how sure how much longer we sort of have been talking about this all morning, but I act and I'm writing on other stuff right. and then I do stand up in town. Yeah. So I do stand up in LA. Yeah. I'm sort of cool with and then, you know, if I had this T V show that I'm on, you know, becomes popular, then my stand up is gonna be you know, this showtime special is somehow becomes popular. Mm-hmm then that feeds a whole new audience i may go out but my days of going to comedy clubs and hoping people show up are completely over yeah like I'm yeah not, i don't care yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's sort of it's a great place to be because yeah. uh, i am completely comfortable with where i'm at and then also i have these two kids since if i have a 14 year old and a 10 year old and i just want to be present yeah yeah so i'm not looking to um you know when i see one of my buddies steve byrne who's mm -hmm. doing a different club or Burke Kreischer doing different clubs every single weekend. Yeah. Like that's great. And you sort of envy that a little bit and grass is always greener. But when I'm, you know, traveling around sick like every single weekend, I'd be, I know I'd be miserable. I need to be home. Yeah. Like, yeah. I went, I was in uh, Raleigh and the uh, last couple of days, I went to this place called pipes by George mm -hmm. and, uh, about a pipe. <laughs> so you're ready to... I'm ready to... <laughs> you're ready to get a silk bathrobe and just... <laughs> yeah. I'm ready stay to home. sit on a, uh, a reclining <laughs> chair. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I have, I have three hammocks at my house. Nice. Excellent. And I don't sit them in, in them as nearly as much as I'd like. Yeah. So. yeah. And I'm busy with, uh, you know, all things comedy. We're starting our own studio. I have this deal with Viacom where I, they're, they're producing six of my shows. And so I have yeah. all this other stuff going on. It's like stand-up is fantastic. And I forget what even got us into this in the first place about the Daily Show, like informing stand-up and just stand-up in general. But I think stand-up is fantastic, and I will always do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'd hope to do it in a way like where, like Ray Romano still does it. Right. Right. But maybe what, 16 dates a year or something like he that? Can? Not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's still good. Yeah. 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 David Spade still does it. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's got to say something. Judd Apatow has got all the money in the world and a million yeah. other things going on. And he's at the store hanging out. Uh huh. So I want to be like one of those guys. There's yeah. Tons of other stuff going on. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. and, what, and when you come out, it's a big deal. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah, that's you awesome. Hope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're recording your your uh, special in uh, December. Was it the sixth? Was that the date? December third. December third. I'm sorry. At at the Hollywood Forever Forever Cemetery. Cemetery. So there's a Masonic yeah. Lodge there. Yeah. They do a lot of events. So if you watch The Walking Dead, they'll do a Talking Dead Chris Hardwick. <laughs> yeah, host yeah. They just party out there. Yeah. They'll do events outside, screenings, and stuff like that. But um, famous cemetery, Hollywood cemetery. I think I don't know who all the bodies are, but uh, yeah, there's you know, yeah, Jane's Jane Mansfield. Yeah, I want to say Marilyn Monroe is there. Monroe, and, uh, yeah, so all that old Hollywood. They have yeah. this cool Masonic lodge there that I've performed in before. That we were talking about venues. It's like, oh, this is the place. It's like awesome. a, yeah, it's a hundred and fifty seater. 
It's wow. sort of perfect. Acoustically, it's awesome. And yeah. it's a cool-looking room. Joe DeRosa just shot his special there. Okay, yeah. So I think we were just the first two to go in there, coincidentally, around the same time. But, yeah, it's, um, it's not a bad company. That's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. I did a Comedy is Dead show there that Duncan Trussell and Natasha Leggero were putting on and had a great set. It's like, oh, yeah, this is a perfect place. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So you, you've got um, actually five shows because you're here through Sunday at the Comedy Zone. Yeah, is that unique? Um, a little bit. Yeah, it um, it seems to um, well, it seems to be happening trying, a little bit more. I think they're trying to make up for me not being here on Thursday. So yeah, that could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's good for you actually since the Panthers have already played. Um, on Sunday, you won't have that that yeah, um, the audience with the football hangover. Yeah, yeah, that's actually why we don't do funny on the fly. Because uh, um, Sunday night was our night, and so we don't do funny on the fly here during football season. Because there's just uh, no, you know, we don't want to. Yeah. Everybody's watching that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe people will come out on Sunday. Yeah. That'd be good. So you're from uh, San Francisco. You a, a Niners guy? I am big 49er fan. You're, you're having a tough year. Yeah, it's the worst year. <laughs> maybe the worst year I've ever had. Is that right? Yeah. With the yeah, because there were some lean years before Montana though with the 49ers. And then not this bad. Yeah, yeah. Never this bad. And I was a tiny kid, but, um, yeah, we'd be sitting there. No one would be in the stands. And yeah. I, I do remember very few people being there. But also, you know, there was time before even Mike Singletary came on and Mike Nolan, where it was like we had Dennis Erickson was our coach. Right, from yeah, Oregon that's State. right. And we were two, you know, at one point, we were looking, yeah, we were two and 14. Yeah, here. yeah. Brutal. Yeah, if it makes you feel any better, I'm from Detroit, so I'm a I'm a Lions fan. Well, I think well, so, the Lions have offered hope, though. Yeah, but that's all. They've, they've, they've never, it's never. They've won one playoff game in my lifetime. Wow. And I I just turned fifty this year. The one playoff game in my lifetime. Wow. All right. It's it's brutal. No, I mean, we have <laughs> the, the problem is that also as a 49er fan, you have a history of winning, and to right. see the team this bad, yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. But do you still like, like you know? Do you go back and go those you know? Gosh, those Montana, Montana and Steve Young years were, were great. Yeah, you know they were what awesome. I mean? No, so no, that, and even the Colin Kaepernick bit, yeah. Uh, yeah. NFC yeah. Championship games yeah. were amazing. Yeah, uh, we had the Jim Harbaugh years not mm-hmm. too long ago. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It is kind of um, it's a shame that they ran off Harbaugh. I, I don't know like. if they did that. Don't you don't know, think? I don't know if that happened. You think he went on his own? Yeah. It's because now there's rumors that he'll he'll bail on Michigan too. I think in like the next couple a, of years. Yeah, he's a guy who wants. He's a Rolling Stone. Yeah, you yeah. Know, he likes to move around. Yeah. So he's never going to be anywhere too long. Yeah. He'll have a history of winning. Each place he goes, he'll go back to the NFL mm-hmm. and um, be successful there too. But yeah. also a total crazy person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Completely crazy. It's a drag too because I'm a <coughs> I'm a Michigan State guy. Yeah. So, to see Michigan, it was so much fun to see Michigan struggle and get beat by you but know Appalachian how about State. With the immediate success that guy had, it's it's weird because the cupboard was pretty bare when he came in. I mean, yeah, they didn't so have a quarterback. He winning with yeah bad players. Yeah, yeah. So maybe the coach does have more impact than you think. You know, you he think does. it's just kind I mean, of the figure. Yeah, we're, we're learning that with Jim Kelly, yeah. uh, Chip Kelly. Yeah, yeah. 
So, Al, you were here uh, two shows Friday night, if you're listening to the, to the podcast on the day um, it comes out. Two shows Friday night, two shows Saturday, one show Sunday night. You can get your tickets, of course, at cldcomedyzone.com and uh, follow the Comedy Zone and everything else. Where can uh, folks find you on the Twitter and the Facebook? Oh, and... it's just my name, but I'm not really president. I wouldn't follow me on that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think don't think I've should... ever had anyone say that. I think you should shut it off. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's I think that's probably good advice in general. I think yeah. for the Twitter, but I think it's distracting you from what you want to do. Yeah. And um, I haven't posted anything to Instagram. Every time I think to post it, anything to Instagram, it's like it just seems like you're sort of bragging. Yeah. Or like yeah. You're, it you're, does. Doesn't you're, it? You're need. You're needy. Yeah. And yeah. Like you'll. I have two cute dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you think that comics are kind of needy in general, though? Yeah, but doesn't uh, in a different way. It, totally. Yeah. But uh, I, do, I do remember when I was introduced to my wife, who didn't want to de- have anything to do with me because of my friend, uh, now my good friend, who introduced us. He said, uh, "No, no, no! Don't worry. He's he's not mm. he's not a normal comic." <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we didn't. Um, we didn't get a chance. Um, I'm sure you've been talking all morning, but um, we didn't get a chance to talk about the. I'm like, this is actually our first, our first uh, new podcast since the um, election. So we're still kind of processing a lot of. Yeah, it's a crazy. lot of I what think went it's down. Shocking for a lot of people. I yeah. think I'm, re- I'm re- reading a USA Today that's in front of me talking about. All Trump's promises, and I think you know we're going to have to see what happens. I think the most frightening thing for a lot of people should be this sort of motley crew of advisors that he's yeah. assembling. It's like Suicide Squad for politicians. You have yeah. a lot of crazy, corrupt individuals that are going to be supporting him and making some key decisions. I'm not worried about Trump. Just like you know, nobody should have been worried about Obama right. because it's a position where it's very difficult to get things done. Mm-hmm. But if he made a tremendous amount of promises to the people that supported him, and um, I think it's going to be difficult for him to to maintain that. Yeah. And the state of politics in the United States is such that I think that things will just be start being really accomplished on a local level. Yeah. And all of us will just move to the communities that's yeah. Yeah, it's like you're going to live in San Francisco. Just yeah. be with your own man. Yeah, live live in Los Angeles and just be, with, and that's sort of happening already. And people yeah. migrate to those areas, but um, I think that uh, everyone just has to acknowledge. You know, it's it's tough because it's, with the United States the way it is and the way it was founded, it's this huge melting pot that people and it's just continuing to become that and you look at latinos in the united states and you look at you know the, the italians and the irish had a hard time yeah. prior to them yeah. and so everyone just has to recognize that we're a country of immigrants and yeah. yeah yeah everything will be fine yeah it's the same thing with comedians actually if we bring it all back together there's plenty of work for all of us that's what we did with all things comedy is you take yeah. a bunch of dissimilar people that are used to be like fi- think like they were fighting for the same jobs. They're not fighting for the same jobs. There's plenty no. of jobs. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah. There should be very little infighting amongst comics. So that's what really what we're trying to do with all things comedy is like all support each other for the yeah. common good. And if we do that as a country, I think we'll be great. Yeah. But you'd hate to see what the most frightening thing after this election is like a, this underbelly of white nationalism. Right. 
and right. uh, people saying horrible things to Asian women at gas stations, right. and uh, just yeah, that needs to stop. Yeah. Now those people were racist prior to that. Yeah, and yeah. I was going to actually do a special called "Everybody's Racist." You know, I, my Mexican grandmother was like the most racist person I've ever met. <laughs> so yeah, I realized yeah. That everybody yeah. has more in common than you think. Yeah, in yeah. hating others. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're. Um, it's it's tricky because you know I just say when I have kids I don't want I don't want there to be a war I don't want right. there to be any domestic terrorism we've got it so good here and yeah. then I think I don't think trickle down economics works I don't think right. that I I'm fine yeah. I am totally good I'm an entertainer I will make money we we are yeah. totally fucked yeah yeah <laughs> I think, I think I'm good right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, like, but in general, yeah. yeah, we as a unit are not cooperating the best we possibly can. Yeah, and because again, like anything, if you do cooperate and everybody sticks together, you can accomplish so much more. Yeah, yeah, but that I feel like we're not wired that way. No, we're not wired to cooperate. Yeah, and then you know, it's 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 interesting. You're even you're competitive, even if you're like a real estate agent at an office with other realtors, and you're all technically independent contractors. You're all looking over your shoulders yeah. and like, I can't believe he sold a you yeah. know McDonald yeah. estate, <laughs> like or whatever yeah, it well, is. And this, it, yeah, everybody can learn to just cooperate and um, work together. I think we're yeah. we're fine. Yeah. But that's never going to happen, like you said. It, it is not going to. So, so let's end on that note. Where it's, it's never going to happen, and we're off. I that's went what. to beprepared.com, dot com, mm-hmm. uh, which is an emergency preparedness stuff. I'm going to get uh, all my rations um, and uh, water supplies yeah. and everything like that. I'm going to stock up. Well, when the time comes, if you need a place to to hide. This the bunker. This is yeah the bu- <laughs> the bunker. This is this is the perfect place. Our little right. corner of the uh, of the comedy zone. Awesome. L, thanks a lot for hanging sure, out sure. with us, man. We appreciate it. Right. Uh, five shows Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Get your tickets Great. early. Al, thanks a lot. Later. All right. Well, you heard it uh, from L himself. Don't follow him on social. Media, but go ahead and follow him on social media anyway at Al Madrigal on uh, Twitter, A L M A D R I G A L. If you happen to find yourself in the Hollywood area on uh, December 3rd, 2016, uh, he is uh, taping his uh, Showtime special, two shows, 7 and 9 30 at the Hollywood Forever Cemetery in Hollywood. Look at HollywoodForever.TicketFly.com for uh, tickets and whatnot uh, for El Madrigal. Of course, he's here in Charlotte, two shows Friday night, as we mentioned, two shows Saturday night, two sh- one show Sunday, uh, if you happen to be here the 18th, 19th, and 20th of November of 2016. As for the crew, Will Jacobs is at I am Will Jacobs and at Comedian Will Jacobs on Facebook. Uh, Sammy Joe Francis at Sammy on Air, and I'm at NCBalto72 if you want. Of course, you can follow the uh, show at The CZ Podcast on Twitter. We're also on Facebook as well. Search for the Comedy Zone Podcast. As for listening to the show, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, uh, Google Play Radio, the best ways to find us. Uh, iTunes, leave a review. Tell two friends about us. It's the best way, as always, to help the show continue to grow. Next week is Thanksgiving week. We will have a uh, best of uh, show for Thanksgiving week. And then uh, back with a brand new show the week after that with uh, Jamie Kennedy, the scheduled guest in town for the Comedy Zone. Have a great, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Have a happy, safe Thanksgiving as well. 
And uh, one more second segment coming up in this show, but uh, probably last chance for me to say, hey, thanks for everything. It's been a great year and a half, and we're going to keep doing it. Welcome back to the Comedy Zone Podcast, segment three, all up in your face. We here. Great interview. He's a good guy, man. That was uh, that was really fun. So, so tell me, what were some of the things that struck you about <laughs> the interview? Uh, he, he's a really, really smart guy. And I think the thing that struck me the most is his vision when he talked about allthingscomedy.com, which is the uh, website in the podcast network that he's launched with Bill Burr. Uh, when he talked about that and kind of his vision for that and his vision for taking the the intellectual property of of the comics and and just giving it to the comics and letting them control it as opposed to having to go through the distribution channels and the the labels and the networks and all that other stuff. You know, everybody, every comic has control of their own stuff. Yeah, that's cool. kind of what Louie's doing, right? I mean, with his website, putting up his his shows on there. I know he just had Barry Crimmins. Yeah, yeah. Go watch that. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I, I hear it's great. Yeah. But, yeah. I know it's great. I haven't seen it either. Yeah. But it's yeah. Barry Crimmins, so you need to go yeah. watch it. What is it called? Um uh, whatever threatens you, something. Like yeah, whatever, whatever threatens you. Threatens you. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Barry, he's a friend of the podcast. Yeah. He's an amazing guy with amazing, an amazing story and brilliant. So yeah. that's definitely go listen to that. <clears throat> but I forgot to tell, to talk about one thing with the Bahamas, man. Uh, I caught some kind of thing the last uh, day or two. Now I don't know if it was Zika, <laughs> but it was Zika's cousin, Shika. <laughs> She could got hold of my ass, man. That's <laughs> the cousin the family doesn't. Talk the cousin, about the cousin the family don't don't really fool with. Yeah, <laughs> she she got with me, bro. She got with me. Uh, I don't know when I caught it or how I caught it, but me and the headliner got it. Mm. Whatever it was, I'm talking about. My stomach had these like sharp pains, and it would it would vacillate between that and nausea. And then I w- when I would get into bed to go to sleep, I couldn't really sleep. I would like sweat through my clothes hmm. and sweat through the sheets and I would get the chills and then I would sweat and then I would get the chills. It was awful, man. So when did the how so you you were still in the Bahamas and still having to perform and still all do. Stuff, even though you were worst show I've ever had in my life. Really? I got up there and I've always said that I think that comedy is the perform performing comedy is really just an exchange of energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's if you distill it down to what it feels like for me, it's just this exchange where yeah. <clears throat> there's an energy I'm giving off. People feel it. They give it back. And we just we just flow with that for however long I'm up there. Well, my energy was bad, mm-hmm. bad. I mean, I spent a couple of the punchlines trying not to vomit. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, and that's when I took. <clears throat> so bah, 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 bah. Uh, it good. was bad. Yeah. And I wasn't connecting. They could tell something was wrong. I knew something was wrong. And while I'm up there performing, the headliner is in the back of the club, laid out over a booth, mm. trying to sleep or make himself feel a little better. You know it's going to be a rough show when 10 minutes before the show, you over a toilet, like like yeah. completely just giving it up. That's no good. I was so desperate to get that stuff out of me. I got a toothbrush in my throat trying to get it out. I almost stuck it up my butt to try to get it out that end. I don't think you have a gag reflex I don't down think. there. But, 
mean, maybe. I don't know that much. I ain't never had that much stuff in my butt to know <laughs> no to know what the reflex is. I just know it makes me cringe. I don't know if that helps. But, yeah, it was brutal, man. And then I got back. And as soon as I got back, it was crazy because I had to go to Florida for another run of shows. Mm-hmm. So I was only home for like two days. Wow. So I got home and I'm like, I need to get better now yeah. because I got to drive 10 hours to Florida uh. and then do – uh, Wednesday through Saturday at the club down there. Uh, it didn't really happen. Yeah. But I got down there, and I was good enough to go up and do the shows and go back to the room and rest and relax and drink orange juice and, and eat soup most of those days. So it was rough, man. Now, did you consider at any point, I say, just throwing it out there for the sake of conversation, maybe visiting a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> you know... I thought about seeing a doctor, <laughs> but the thing was, it started to dissipate a couple of days in. So it felt like something that was going to just pass through me. Yeah. That's the sense I got from it, because every day I felt a little bit better. If it had not been getting any better, yeah. I would have gone to a doctor, but it felt like something that was passing through. So I didn't do it. I, I, I could have done it, but then I would have had to do it like the two days I was back home. And I didn't even feel like leaving the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was just like, I'm going to just drink juice, drink fluids, take my little NyQuil, whatever. And and, it, and eventually it went away. Mm-hmm. But it was rough because I was gone for those two weeks, right? So I hadn't seen my wife at all. Then I got home, and I couldn't so much as give her a kiss. No. you Because I was so sick. Yeah. So you don't see your wife for two weeks. And you got to walk in, high-five her, and then leave again for another week. <laughs> So my wife, she she's a trooper, man. She's a saint. Yeah, she she yeah. is. She is. They say that better half stuff, and people be saying that disingenuously. I, my wife is, yeah, like nothing I've ever encountered. She's she's a beautiful person. So it was, it, you know, she's been hanging in there with it. Yeah. And yeah. now I'm back, and I'm back for a few weeks. So okay. oh, but oh, and we talked about crazy white people. Here's another installment of crazy white people. We need a. a I need intro. a theme song. We yeah, gotta, we need. We got to put a theme song together. I'll, yeah, we we'll need. We need. Yeah. We need uh, something from Ted Nugent. So <laughs> we we uh we this time I was standing outside the show. This was in Florida. I'm performing in Florida, and I knew something was off. Now let me just start by saying this. I don't want to go off on another tangent, but I give a lot of allowance to people in terms of making judgments on their mental state Mm -hmm. right like i'm an artist and i'm a creative so you can be out there right and i'm not just gonna call you crazy like Chappelle said in an interview that's just dismissive yeah i don't just call people crazy this one was crazy (laughs) okay she crossed all them lines (laughs) i'm standing there dude and at the end of every show if y'all ever see me at a show i stand outside and i shake hands and i give out my cards and all that stuff and i talk to people as they leave i I genuinely enjoy that so I'm standing out there after I perform. The headliner's on stage. I'm kind of out there, and this woman walks up, little short white woman, kind of slim. And she's like, uh, I, I was really looking forward to seeing you. Like, that's how she talked. And I said, wow, that's cool. Uh, she was like, but there's just something I have to tell you. I'm like, I don't even know you for you to, what do you have to tell me, right? <laughs> so she's like, I just, you're, you're so talented, and you're so good. You're so good, but there's just some confidence missing. There's some confidence missing. Like when I see you perform, it's just like, there's just a little something that's missing. She was like, you're so freaking creative and so freaking great that that shouldn't be an issue. Like you should get up there and own it. And you're like kind of renting it sometimes. You're not totally owning it. And I was like, first of all, I'm thinking like, you didn't see me before. You just got here. Mm -hmm. So where did you see me perform? 
And and I was I asked her, I was like, how could you even make that determination when you've never seen me before? She was like, oh, no, I was watching your clips online. I've seen you online. Oh, I've seen them all. I was like, wow. work? I haven't <laughs> even seen them all. And I put them up there. <laughs> but she was like, she was saying all this stuff. And then she's like, uh, and I was like, well, I need to get back inside and watch the headliner perform, and then yeah. I'll be out for the meet and greet. And she was like, oh, well, I'm going to be here. I, I, I'm going to be back out here. Are we going to talk? Are we going to be able to talk? Are we going to talk? And I said, yeah, we can we can talk when I finish. Yeah. And she's like, okay. And then she went, sat down. I go and sit down on the other side of the room. <laughs> And far away, far away, far away. And then I, the headliner finished, and then I went back out to, to shake hands and talk to people and thank people for coming out. Oh, by the way, I became a member of the Punta Gorda Single Seniors Club. Oh, yeah, I got a nice. button and everything. I got to show it to you. I posted on the Very site. Good. Yeah, I, they made me an honorary member. I'm not single and I'm not a senior and I'm not from Punta Gorda, but they still put me but in. You're in. Yeah. I'm in. So either you're, way, I said, do I, I asked do, do I get half off at Denny's or what is it? And it was like, you don't really get anything. I was like, cool, I got the button. <laughs> so anyway, she comes out, still twitching and acting crazy. And, you know, oh, well, um, you know, what did she say? I, I don't know what she said to me, but I said something to her that she thought was funny. And this woman like mushed my face, like with her hand. With her hand. So like, wow. Like a stiff arm, like an Adrian Peterson stiff arm. She gave you the highest. My yeah. whole side <laughs> of my face, and I said, "Don't ever touch me again." Yeah, no. That's Why not. are you touching me? Don't touch me. Oh, well, uh, uh, t- touching you. She was like that. When I touch someone like that, that is a sign of respect. That means I respect somebody. She was like, "That means I fucking respect you, man." She was like, "So when I touch you like that, that's what that means." I was like. Well, respect what I'm telling you now. Yeah. Don't ever touch me again. She was like, oh, touch me. It's the same thing. Like, I'm totally down with it, too. Like, touch me. And then she started, like, rubbing her hair on the sides, like, up and down real fast. She was like, fucking touch me. Just fucking touch me. And I'm standing there, and I'm like, there are these moments where I leave my body. And I'm looking like it's a movie, and I'm like, is this really happening? They put this in the script? (laughs) This can't be real. This, crap. this doesn't happen to real people. What, it, who? How old? How old is this woman? Mm, probably thirties, mid thirties. Okay, so younger Early than she's in my head. Yeah. Then. Yeah. So she did that, yeah. and then she goes, and then people were lined up talking to the headliner, and she goes, oh. she was like, "Look at that! It's just such bullshit." It's just such bullshit. He might as well be selling them vacuums. Like, it's not real. It's not real. Like, they're lining up to meet him, and he's just saying things. He just wants them to buy stuff. Like, it's not even fucking real. She's snapping. And she was like, look, look at it. Look at it. I was like, I'm not looking at people three feet away from us. I'm not looking. She grabs my hips like a salsa instructor and tries to turn my hips toward the day. I'm like, I'm not. Yo, I just told you to stop touching me. Please, like, don't. This can get bad. This is getting bad. Like, don't. You can't touch me. At this point, where are the. Where where are the people from the club? At this point, I feel like somebody from the club should have stepped in and said, "I think I think because there go. was so much people walking out, talking to each other, talking to the headliner, and I was doing a decent job of containing it to my little area. So I don't think everybody totally yeah. saw what was going on. But I told her, I'm like, again, I said, it's the last time I'm gonna tell you to get your hands off me.'" And she said, "Oh my god!" She was like, "Well, you really should just look at it. I don't know." She was like, "I can't even be in here. I can't be in here." Right? Well, then don't. Or don't be in here. <laughs> you can fix that. You can fix that. So, but anyway, people left. She's still standing there. Then she said, can we talk? Can we talk privately? Can we talk? Nope. And I was like, uh, in my mind, I'm like, no. But I'm like, I need to get her out of here. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. So we can step outside in the back area and talk where people are wa- walking out. 
So we step back there. And she was just going on and on. And she's going about the election. Oh, these two candidates. Oh, my God. I can't take it. I can't live another four years under either of them. I just can't. It's so bad for creatives. It's so bad for everything I am. And she starts crying. This bawling crying. And then I said, listen, you talked about being a creative. Where can I see some of your work, some of your writing? She was like, oh. I was like, can I look online? She was like, oh, I don't put anything online. Online? That is bullshit. That's for sellouts. I'm real about being creative. I don't put anything on fucking online. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? All this, Brian. All this is happening. So finally, (laughs) she goes, you know what? Let's just get out of here. She was like, why don't we go somewhere together? I was like, nah, I'm, 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 nah. She was like, no, because my spirit as another creative, like, I feel like we're connected in a way and we should leave together. And I'm like, nah, I'm not. My spirit is telling me to go back inside. I, I'm yeah. getting, uh, nah. My, my spirit, spirit needs another Budweiser. My spirit, I'm going. My spirit <laughs> need to get go lock my room, my hotel and lock the door. That's what my spirit telling me. Uh, but anyway, finally she goes, okay, that's fine. You know what? It's whatever. She was like, but I'm going to say this. And this was like her grand whatever. This was it. This her was, dismount. This is what she's been building this up. Is, this, is, this is Simone Biles. This is uh, the pommel horse. <laughs> <laughs> we leaping off. Here we go. She goes, uh, not the pommel horse. What's I know the, what you mean. Ba- like balance the, beam. The, yeah, yeah. She's a balance beam. Same thing. I knew what you meant. Yeah. So <laughs> here we go, right? Yeah. So she goes, you know what? I'm just going to say this to you, and I'm going to leave it at this. <sighs> You're a creative, and I'm a creative. And if and when you make it big, and I know that's going to happen for you, I'm going to root against you every step of the way because you weren't there for me when I needed you. She's crazy. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. So then I started looking at her hands because I was like, if this chick tries to stab me, I'm like, this can get weird. But now I'm just like, okay. I've never been that scared of a small white woman yeah. ever in my but life. But that's legit. That's, yeah, legit. She has a, yeah. Yeah. But I was like legit like, yeah, mm. this is a problem. So I said, uh, hey, I'm sorry you feel that way, but best of luck to you yeah. in your writing. And she and then she goes, oh, well, okay. And then she starts to walk away and she turns around and she goes, you know what? I just want to say one more thing. I was like, there's more? Please stop. She was like, I just want to say one more thing. I appreciate the honesty. You didn't want to come with me, and you fucking said it. And I just wish more people were like that. When they feel a certain way about something, I wish they would just fucking say it. I haven't dated a guy in 11 years. I haven't been with a guy in 11 years because people are full of such bullshit that I can't even deal with it because I'm so connected to my spirit and truth and honesty in the world and people are so dishonest and I can't take it, which is why it's so refreshing that you told me you didn't want to come with me when you didn't. <laughs> then she gave me a giant hug. Oh, of course she did, because why would yeah. And then she let me go, uh-huh. and then she hugged me again, and she kissed me uh-huh. on like the side of my face. Uh-huh. And then she said, I'm going to go now. And then she vanished. Into the wind. Into the wind. <laughs> and she was gone. Wow. Yeah. And I walked back inside. And the staff was there. And I said, did y'all see any of that shit? And they were like, we saw all of that shit. <laughs> and they were like, we thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, I thanks. almost died. Thanks, Guys, thanks I almost died. Help. Okay, this is about to be my last time here. <laughs> or anywhere. 
<laughs> so then I said, did y'all see what she did? And they said, oh, yeah. She, like, she jumped in her car and started zigzagging across the parking lot real fast, crazily, and then took off following the headliner because he had just left. So they said, yeah, we're about to call him and tell him. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> yeah, give him the heads up. And that, I got back to my hotel room. I'm ducking and dodging, looking around the hallways to make sure this woman's not there, and that was it. Mm. And that was that was Florida. Yeah. And then they... uh. Is it, just throwing this, this out there, is it possible she thought you were Chris Rock? <laughs> <laughs> she thought I was Crack Rock. <laughs> that woman was out of her mind, dude. Yeah. And that, like I said, that's what happened in Florida. And then, a few days later, some even crazier shit happened in Florida. <laughs> and Wisconsin. And Michigan. And Pennsylvania. And North Carolina. And Michigan. Yep, that's right. America has a new president-elect. His name is Donald J. Trump. Does anyone know what the J stands for? I I bet bet it's just a J. How appropriate would it be if that was just a J? It's just a J, all right. (laughs) Donald, hold on. Now I'm going to search for Donald Trump. Yeah, so I, 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 I'm going to wait for Sammy to get back to give our full recap of the election. But for those that don't know, we have we have a new president-elect. His name is Donald J. Trump. A lot of interesting things happened in the election. And the one thing we know, without a doubt, is that this is about to be another golden age for comedy. Comedians are going to make out well. The material. Yeah, I think, although I did see something from someone, and the name, I can't remember, was it Hannibal Burris? Yeah. Maybe who said, like, you know, it's not going to be as great a time for comedians, because everyone you meet on the street has a Donald Trump joke. Yeah. So it's not like you you, you got to work that hard to make a Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, but the good ones will do well. Like, if you're if you're smart and creative about this, there's a lot there. It's not just, oh, look at his face, it's orange. Look at his yeah, hair, it looks yeah. like a ferret. John. John. Donald John Trump. Donald John Trump. That is disappointing. Yeah. So, no matter how you feel about the election, and I know there are varied opinions, we have a new president. And again, I'm going to reserve most of my comments for when Sammy gets back because I just, I love talking this stuff with Sammy. But yeah, I I think, I mean, what do you think? What, 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 what washed over you? The next morning, we were. I was at work, obviously election night, so I work in a newsroom, and um, we were just. I had kind of finished what I needed to do. the The local races were done. The North Carolina governor's race is still in, in is still kind of up for grabs, which is a whole other issue. Uh, and so I was hanging out in my office, watching the end of the coverage, and watching it as it got increasingly. You know, it looked increasingly more and more like. Trump was going to win. It was total. It was just. It was total denial. It was just like no, this. This isn't a. A. This can't be happening. And B. It's got it. There's a mistake. There's some sort of mistake. We'll wake up in the morning. Everything will be fine. <laughs> you know. Well. And it just. It. It. It hidn't. It. It hasn't. It's not a mistake. 
It is a mistake, but it's not a, a mathematical mistake. That it felt like America was like a dude, and he got mad at his girl, and he went to the club and got drunk. Yeah, and now he woke up next to this person. Yeah, and the person isn't just some busted chick. The person is Kathy Bates from Misery. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you're going to be in that room with her for four years. Yeah. So now, yeah. you know, I it was a wave of emotion for some people. They wanted to – there's so many layers to it, but, but he he rode a wave of certain emotions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now he's here, and now he's got to govern, and now he's appointing people to posts, and then – we're going to see policy and we're going to see what this looks like. Yeah. Um, again, I have a lot of thoughts, a lot of thoughts. We may do another Facebook live, but again, I don't <laughs> want to do it without Sammy. It just doesn't feel right yeah, we without SJ. We need to have the band back together. For yeah, that. we got to have the band. We got to do a full recap. I wish we could have the Trump Bernie guys back. Yeah. I wish they were coming. They're always, they're great. Yeah. But anyway, oh, and Dave Chappelle, on uh, SNL, did mm-hmm. you see that? I saw the monologue. I did not see the rest of the show. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenom- the, the monologue was phenomenal. Was still, uh, Dave Chappelle is like Prince. Mm-hmm. Dave Chappelle comes out every once in a while, reminds you he's better than everybody else, and then leaves again. Yeah. That's what Prince yeah. used to do. Like, he'd be like, oh, shit, it's Prince. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. We're reaching for that for the next 10 years. Yeah, yeah. That's what Chappelle is. Like, he's, he's comedy's Prince, where he just comes out, and he sets the bar, and he leaves again. So we'll see. I, I hope this leads to him revamping some of his, uh, the show he did, because he incorporated some of the Chappelle Show characters mm-hmm. into the skits and all that stuff. So I hope he does that again. Yeah. But either way, um, here we are. Here we are. And for me, I know personally, continue to fight for the things I believe in. Faith, family, and funny are my big ones. And, and those are the same things that mattered a week ago that matter now. And just keep fighting a good fight. Like, that's all I know how to do. And like I said, my my recap of some of the things I think led us to this and where we are and where we go forward, I'll wait for, for SJ to get back yeah. for that. But, yeah, so hail to the chief. So there you go. <laughs> word to Jeff Sessions. He's the chief and he needs hailing. And yeah. that's word. And that's word to Steve Bannon. so ladies and gentlemen it's been fun it felt so good to be back with y'all again it's good to see you again i won't leave for this long again i promise yeah you might i'm I'm like the father rubbing your head and i bounce (laughs) for two months no i won't leave again well we'll see (laughs) depends how i feel that's about it right that's it see y'all next week Comedy Zone Podcast is a production of Comedy Zone Worldwide and is recorded in a bunker just off the Comedy Zone showroom at the Abbott Exchange Music Factory in Charlotte, North Carolina. The executive producers of the Comedy Zone Podcast are Brian Heffern and Brian Bumpashevitz. Talent Wrangler is Mike Hall. Original music composed and performed by John McKeever. <laughs>